Welcome to this edition of A Dog's Love. I'm your host, Sharice Addison, and on this episode, Shantae is joining me. Welcome to the show, Shantae. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right, so let's uh, just jump right on in here. Um, So my first question is, so why did you first get a dog? Oh, interesting question. So... I grew up with one dog. It was a Cocker Spaniel, but it wasn't officially my dog. It was my uncle's dog. And I loved that dog, and we had it from like a puppy. And when I was in college, the dog died. Of course, I was really sad. And then um, my husband and I, uh, we've been together since like we were teenagers. He grew up with a dog, and like, but it wasn't like a dog that you had in the house. It was kind of like those dogs that you keep outside. And so, mm. when you know we became adults, we were like, okay, I think we go to adventure into this dog thing. And you know, I was like, well, I gotta do research. I'm more of like a research person. And so mm-hmm. we decided to get a, a chocolate lab as our first dog. We've had a total of four dogs so far, but our first dog was a chocolate lab, and I. We picked that one because um, I used to um, see a lot of the police dogs and um, a lot of government agencies use uh, Labradors and German Shepherds. And I didn't want like a small dog and I didn't want like a huge dog, but I wanted like, you know, a medium sized dog to start with. And so I felt like the labs were like so so smart and um, fun to be around. So. That's why I got like a dog. That's what I'm talking about. You wanted that dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that little yap yap running no. around. No. Oh my goodness. Little ankle biters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like in the beginning, I wanted like, I say, I was like, I want to get a small dog, a medium dog, and a really large dog, like a massive large. But I changed my mind. I don't want no teeny dog. I still do want like a big massive, but my husband was like, no. Those jowls, it's just too much, too much love. Now, yes, that is the truth, because I, I do, I have three Mastiff mixes, and I can attest to that, but it, it still all depends, because, like, my girls, they don't really have big, long jowls, so it's not that bad, but with my boys, oh, boy, yeah, it, it, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yep, everywhere. Oh my God! And then you know, don't let them drink some water, and then it's just, oh, it's just a mess. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I I get it, I get it. So where did you get um get the first dog that you got? So my first dog, uh, we didn't really know how to go about it, but we was looking like we was living in Georgia at the time. My husband was in the military, and mm-hmm. so um he was like looking like around and then my husband saw like this ad on somebody's card and it was like uh Labradors for sale hundred dollars or whatever. So we just kind of like contacted oh, wow. them and we went to the house and you know it was like immediate thing. Like we didn't have nothing. We didn't have no cage, we had no leash. We barely had anything. We just kinda of was like going off the rim. And then when oh, we wow. saw him <laughs> when we saw him, we was like, Oh, that's it. He's so cute. He's like maybe like 12 weeks or something like that. And then we took him home and we immediately went to the pet store because we had to get some stuff. We had no food or anything. And oh, it, was, wow. 
it was like super excited and then like I had like bought a dog book and I was watching like that uh dog whisperer show a lot yeah I was like oh yeah doing my research because I refuse like I like trained dogs and I refuse to like have my dog be all wild especially like a, a larger dog and jumping up on people so Absolutely. we really wanted to like hone in um training the dog and so like we devoted a hundred percent of our time and like training the dog it's really tiring we didn't realize it <laughs> and like you know, potty yep. training it and everything oh and yeah clicker training and all that but you know we had him for like a year and um we realized like moving with a dog or moving around is like harder than you think <laughs> and we weren't right. really ready and I was like, man, this is hard. So we was like, we wanted to give him away to a nice home that would treat him similar to like we did. And we found like this guy, he was like a, a, draw, a dog trainer. And he ended up training the dog. And um, he was only, a, uh, his name was Zeus. And he was a chocolate lab. He was only a year. And he was like so excited that he was so well trained. But Zeus was wild and crazy. And he needed a, jo- a dog, a job. He was like right. so wow. Labs are wow, man. You would like run with him and run even on a bike run. He'd come back, be tired for fifteen minutes, and then he'd go again. I was like, oh, he's too hyped. But um, mm-hmm. he ended up like going with FEMA as a search and rescue dog. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Yeah. I know he wow. went back. I know he's probably like seven years old now, and I know they probably retired him. I want him back, but I don't know what he would. Right, right, right. Oh man, that's pretty awesome, though. And mm-hmm. and it's good that you know you a did your research, you know, with training and stuff like that. And then also that you once you knew for sure that you could not provide what he needed, that you sought out, you know, the 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 right place to to take him. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times people end up just you know giving up and taking him to the pound or you know who knows what. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that's good, and that's just a testament to when you do things the right way, good things will still happen. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm happy for y'all, and I'm happy for him for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. Happy. Oh yeah, absolutely. So so when did you get uh, the next dog? So my next dog was um, maybe like a year later, and. We were like having like dog fever because we was like, oh man, I miss having a dog around. It's like empty and we don't have any children. So it was like really like, like who goes like walking just without a dog? It's weird, right? So right. <laughs> it was like we wanted another dog. And so um, the deal was when my, my husband was like deployed, he was like, when he comes back from deployment, we're going to get another dog. So our second dog was a a German Shepherd, although we were told he was full bred, but there was no really um, paperwork with it. We found him on Craigslist, right? So the mm, initial okay. thing was to get like a Rhodesian Ridge back or a Bishla, um, and we was looking for breeders. At that time, we were living in Washington State, and um, we were like you know, try to find a breeder, but it wasn't none. And we wanted to have the dog in spring because that's the best time to train the dog and go potty train in springtime and everything. Right, um, yeah. outside more, right? And it's not as frigid as the temperatures. And mm-hmm. so we couldn't find those dogs in time. 
and my husband's just scrolling Craigslist, and it's this cute little puppy, probably like 16 weeks. He's so cute. He was like white, and um, again, we didn't have really nothing. <laughs> and so we no, scheduled like, like a meetup because we had gave all our other dog stuff away. And now right. we know don't ever do that because that was yep. such a waste. <laughs> and, <Yep. laughs> and so we end up like driving to meet up with these people, and they were kind of like foreign. I'm not sure where they were from, and they came. They didn't even have a leash on him, and I was oh, asked, wow. I, I was asked like, what will you call his dog's name? You know, just in case we wanted to keep the name. Our first dog we kept Zeus. That was his name. And mm-hmm. our original name for this dog was was going to be Thor. He's trying to keep up with the things. And mm-hmm. when we got him, literally was handed to us. <laughs> um, we had to go immediately to the pet store and get a leash and everything because they didn't even have a leash for him. And he just did not look like a Thor. And I was like, man, he looks like a Tyson. So we named him Tyson. <laughs> okay. And his name was kind of fitting. Because later on, he did buy another dog's ear. So, um, so this is our first German Shepherd. I didn't want a German Shepherd because I know they shed so much. And yeah. I, he was just so cute. And so we got him, and he picked up so much quicker than, like, you know, our lab did. And I was like, this dude is smart. So we kept him, and he was so smart. And he was an alpha dog. You could tell his mentality. When we took him to mm. dog parks, we kept him socialized and everything. That's like a main thing. We don't want, want any of our dogs to just be vicious or non-social, especially to people, et cetera. So we kept him socialized. And Washington State was like the best place to socialize a dog. They had all types of breeds, all types of um, um, big parks. It was very nice out there. And okay. so... We grew up there probably about, mm, how long were we there? Like two years. And then we came back home, which is the DMV area, um, when my husband went to Korea. And we uh, we kept him here. And his demeanor kind of changed. He became a little bit more mean and more alert. And I don't know if mm. he sensed the people around us. Um, but he still was always an alpha dog, but very friendly to people, um, kids, etc. Um, okay with dogs, but um, he was like very protective. I loved him so much, and he was super right. tall, and he had like a, a floppy ear. We call you know like German Shepherds. We try to like tape his ear up and everything. Uh-huh. That one ear just would not stay up. No. He was like, okay, he's gonna call you flop flop. But when he was like alert, like those ears went right up. He was like mm-hmm. He kept him for three years, and then he um passed away. Well, we mm. had to put him to sleep, rather. Mm. It was really heartbreaking. Like, he just all of a sudden started just having seizures. And we, before we could really get a true diagnosis, he was on, like, phenobarbital, like the seizure medicine. He just turned into a zombie. It's not himself. Oh, wow. And yeah. Like, this is no quality of life. But when he had a seizure, thank God my husband was around, he would, like, you know, have a seizure, and then he'll defecate and run on himself. And then he'll like turn aggressive because he's confused. And he'll like right. start barking and growling. And it was just not safe. And no, no. I also was diagnosed with like um, stage four breast cancer that year. And I think oh, wow. a lot of it was like emotional for him because he literally did get depressed. Like he stopped eating. 
he wouldn't like play. He would just kind of mope around, just sleep all day. And like when I was in pain, of course, he was like right by me. And I have to live with this lifelong because I have stage four, but you know, I stabilized like that year later. But like he was like my rock, like my person. You know, I couldn't work yeah. it nothing. When nobody was around, he was there, so loyal. And he was like my husband's favorite dog too. And so it was really heartbreaking when you had to put him down. Oh man. He that one night he just kept having seizures. Just mm. one stop. And so we had to like and I was scared for my husband because he had to drive him to the vet because they don't have like any vet ambulance. Right? And so oh, wow. we had to like drive him to the vet and I was scared he was gonna have another seizure and get aggressive. Right. Yeah. So that was really hard. And I was depressed for like three months after like and I was like, I'm done. I don't want no more dogs. Wow. Man. So was that that was the last one or did you get one after? No, I got two more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my husband was like, um, you need another dog. Because I, you know, he noticed my depression. And I'm still dealing with cancer and all this stuff. And I was just like, I wouldn't go outside. I wouldn't walk. Oh, yeah. I, wouldn't eat. I was crying, moving around. He was like, you're getting a dog. And like, mm-hmm. We, like that very next month after he died, we had came from our trip from Jamaica and we picked up uh, a puppy, uh, another German Shepherd. Cause I was like, I love German Shepherds from here on out. That's all I want. And right. um, he was like eight weeks. So this is the youngest three, um, dog we have gotten. And eight weeks from 16 weeks or 12 weeks is a big difference. And oh yeah. His name is Leo. And he's a black German Shepherd. Mm. And we found him at a breeder, um, and he's like AKC certified. We met his parents. His parents are super cute, um, and they were so nice. So I was like, I don't mind getting a dog from them. And uh, we bought him most expensive dog. <laughs> First dog was yeah. hundred, I think. Second dog was like maybe like um, two hundred, and then this was twelve hundred. I'm like, ah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's that quality though. Yeah, yeah. In eight weeks, and he was just super sweet. He came in, and he's been like our sweetest dog. Right now, he's four, and he's never done nothing bad. Like never chewed up anything, never like peed or pooped in the house. Super sweet to every person and everybody, dogs and people are like, especially kids. He's like my sweetheart. So, yeah, I wasn't ready for a dog at that time, but he was literally my emotional dog and has been. And so he's Aww. like, but he's super loyal to my husband. Like, we, we all nice. train dogs, you know, we do everything. People like, oh, they're so well behaved. Like, our dogs know how to spin, roll over. Like, imagine like big German Shepherds doing all these tricks, like. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so funny. And um, like, he's like the sweetest dog ever. So, Two years ago, when he was two, he got puppy fever again. He was like, man. And we were transitioning. We had sold our house, which was like a condo. Uh, we didn't have a yard and stuff, but we wanted a yard. And by this time, my husband got off the uh, military and we settled down in this area. And especially because I still needed to get treatment locally. So um, that was the decision. So we like, we need a single family with like a lot of land. So we left there mm-hmm. without like this nice house and we renovated it. And we have two acres of land. And right before we um, moved in, we had bought like another puppy, that puppy fever. And I was like volunteering or something. And my husband sent me this picture of this cute little dog. 
Um, he's a brindle German Shepherd, and mm, um, okay. same thing, eight weeks. And you know, when you get them so young, they it's like way more work versus yes, being six. But it's worth it. Yeah, it's so worth it though. And so I, by this time, of course, I'm fully grieved my other dog Tyson, and you know, Leo's by my side, but he. He got more attached to my husband. So that's like, I call him my husband's dog. Mm, and then Archer okay. was like my dog because my husband had to go away for training for like two weeks. So I trained Archer for like those first two weeks and all he knew was me. And so right. I'm, had, I'm like alpha of the pack now. Then my husband became beta. And then of course, Leo's third. And Leo was so good with Archer. And Archer's super smart, pick up fast, very, um, um, very ambitious and dedicated, but he's a little different from um, Leo because he is like more uh, protective naturally, and he mm, kind of can go okay. a little crazy if he don't know you, right? So he wanted to, mm-hmm. I don't know you, I ain't messing with you. But like right. when he rolls up to you, he's the sweetest, most affectionate dog ever. And since I became alpha of him, um, my husband decided to maintain that alpha role with me. Uh, with Archer right. and then Leo remain his alpha role with him so it's really cool like I'm alpha of Archer and you know Scoop is beta so now like certain stuff Archer won't listen to him but he'll listen to me all I gotta do is give him this look and his ears go back <laughs> and like Archer oh. sees the side of the bed and then like Leo sees on my husband's side of the bed but Archer got a little crazy in him but like I just love him so much <laughs> <laughs> So those are my four dogs. So and Archer now is two years old. Well, he'll be two in like two days. Oh, cool! Happy birthday, Archer! Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. So then, um, I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit. So then, what kind of like fun things do you guys like to do with them? Oh, cool! Yeah. So of course, we've taught them all kind of tricks. Um, they they love so. Archer loves to catch the ball. He's addicted to the mm-hmm. ball. So we play catch with him all the time. And he loves to chew on bones. So we give him antlers and stuff. Whereas um, Leo loves to like squeaky toys. So we give him all the squeaky toys. Uh, we go running with them. Um, we keep them active physically. Since we have such a big land now, they just run in with each other and play with each other, which is helpful because we don't feel like we neglect them when we don't want to play. But the thing with right. German Shepherds, they like kind of fit their mood. If I want to be chill, they're chill. If I want to be mm-hmm. hyper and fun, they are. Like versus like a a Vishla or like the lab, they're like hype all the time. <laughs> so it's a good right, time. right. Mhm. Um, we took them swimming a few times. Um, in Washington State, um, Leo got to swim a little bit more. No, not here. But Tyson got to swim more. Um, but here mm-hmm. it's kind of harder to find places for them to swim at the lake that's clean enough in a way but like swimming so we just give them like a little pool what else we do with them play with them of course I mean we love them <laughs> <laughs> cool okay so then um so I guess with with um with, with Archer and Leo like what makes them special what's what's like unique about each one of them so Leo is like super lovable. Like all he he's like a Velcro dog. All he wants to do is be by you. And he don't just love on me. He just loves loves on everybody, any person. 
and and just like super lovable and caring and sweet and like you could trust him with anything he would never do anything wrong and he hasn't it's so crazy and then Archer is like my wild child but super fun and ambitious and just so hyper like you he'd be so hyped to see you he doesn't even know how to calm down and mm-hmm. he, he's he has this personality where he like forces you to give him love right and he He's like, you gonna burn up me. <laughs> and just like <laughs> love licking you and he don't have no boundaries. So my my Leo, if we're sleeping in the bed and it's time to wake up, Leo is not gonna wake up until he wants to wake up. I mean not, not until we wake up and he'll hold us everything. Don't rush right. us, won't wake us up. But Archer uh-uh, he's like a clock. He's an outdoor dog and he likes to hunt and chase. And so he's oh, like wow, okay. Yep. He, it's been many a time as a puppy, he'll just jet off chasing deer and squirrels. <laughs> and Whoa. he's like, yeah, and he's like a clock at 6.30 every morning. He's like, I'm ready to go outside. Let's go. I'm ready to go. Because yep. I have <laughs> this nice big dog house outside. He's more of an outdoor dog and he needs a mission. And mm-hmm. he'll just stay inside the house all day. He don't care. But he'll go outside to keep company with Archer because he right. has to maintain his dominance. But like um, Archer's like, wake up, and he just like puts his face in your face and flick you all like, get up, it's time to get up. <laughs> Six thirty every morning. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's and gotta be fun. I, I know what that's like. Yep, yep. I have <laughs> same thing. I had my youngest. He does the same thing, whining first thing in the morning. I'm like, girl, can you just give me ten more minutes, please? Mhm. Oh man. So what kind of like adjustments um or like major adjustments have you guys had to make with getting dogs? Oh, well, you know, the financial aspect of it is it's a big cost. And we like right. to get them a lot of toys. And for bigger dogs, toys are way more expensive. You're gonna spend a minimum of twelve dollars a toy um uh, for them and you gotta have durable toys because like those little foods toys are Mm-mm. dead in like two seconds. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. financial costs for like the uh, toys are very pricey. Adjusting uh, is like, you know, when you go out of town, you got to make sure someone can keep them. And not everyone can keep dogs, especially my bigger dogs, right? So you can't say, hey, come over to my house and watch my dog or walk them or whatever. Because, um, not everyone's comfortable with that, and I get that. Mm-hmm. And yep. I noticed like it's a big discrimination with bigger dogs versus smaller dogs. And like if someone walking their smaller dogs, they're not gonna walk across the street. And then right. I'm small and petite, and I got like not even just one, but two big German shepherds. And they walk well on the leash. You know, I made sure leash training was like my number one thing. And, like I nice. you heal, nice. you're not gonna be mm-hmm. free. Mm, no, nope, that's right. All that. <laughs> and, exactly. Uh-huh, and I, I know how to assert my dominance. I will submit you in a second. For my whole there you go. <laughs> there you go. My, there you go. And my friends were like, what? I'm like, yes. I was like, I don't play with these dogs. They know I will bust them up. And like, so like, just getting a sitter. So we were grateful to find like a sitter that's really close to us. And don't charge a lot because these boarding places are so expensive. Oh, and if who you, are you telling? I, I you have know. three, so I, trust me, I know. And if your dog isn't socialized in their eyes, they're going to isolate them and 
<sighs> right. But you know what, though? For me, I I don't want my dog doing playtime with y'all because I don't know how they train. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, their dog acumen. Like, I don't I don't trust it. So yeah. for me, it's even harder to find some place where it's just your traditional kennel. So mm-hmm. fortunately, you know, I did, um, I do have someone that just comes over when I'm out of town, they'll come over, let them out, feed them, you know, mm-hmm. and then, so, you know, my dogs are pretty, pretty self-sufficient, pretty chill. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm out of town, they can, they can hang out in their kennel and, you know, go to the bathroom three times a day mm-hmm. and eat twice a day and they're fine. You know, they're old enough, they're older. And so, you know, they can do that, but thank God, I have a friend that can come and do that for me because it's just outrageous. Mm-hmm. It's same. I got one friend I know for sure she can handle them. And then I got, like I said, the sitter was basically out of her house because I like them to be, you know, free and everything. Mm-hmm. I want them caged up. And uh, so she has, like, the same amount of acres as I do. And they just run wild and free. And she loves them to death. And they're like, you know, she's like family. And so even if I just need a break from them, right, I'll right. just send them to her. But, like, having, like, my own land at Ply is such a convenience because I don't have to leash walk all the time. And I can find mm-hmm. other people. And, like, now we're about to get a fence because our neighbors have dogs. But their dogs are not friendly. One is a police dog. And the other ones are two pit bulls. And he told me his dogs are not nice. And so oh, my wow. dogs will just come and run up on them. And so I have to, so we're getting a fence put up soon so they can just kind of be more free in our yard right. instead of always being like in their um, outdoor kennel. Um, but I think yeah. that was like a big adjustment, just, you know, trying to find sitters. And what else? Some financial sitters. Uh, cleaning up. They track so much mud in the house, so we don't have carpet mm-hmm. anymore. But I'm glad okay. about the carpet because carpet you have to. We used to have to clean the carpet every six months because it yep. tracks so much dirt in. But now we have like a Roomba, which helps out pick up all their hair, and we kind of like isolated them just to like our bedroom. And then at mm-hmm. daytime, they're like outside all the time anyway because they love being outdoors. And we'll bring them in at night to sleep and play, or if it's like real bad weather, we'll keep them in. But they're not like all the time allowed to roam the house because I used to let them do that. I would have mud all over the house, and I got like dark floors. You could see it. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't allow my dogs on the furniture, so right. Um, that Me helps either. out. Yeah, that helps out a lot, especially German Shepherds. They shed all the time. Yep. <laughs> yep. I had two like, German Shepherds as a baby. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you have to brush them a lot, right? Especially yep. now it's shedding season for them. So, yeah. Yep, blowing their coat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I used to burn yeah. hair and everything. I'm like, it's still so much hair. It is um, no joke. <laughs> I'm sure I injected uh, like tons of hair over the years. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure, I'm for sure. sure. That's, yes, but yes, absolutely. It's like a pet peeve of mine. It's like have hair everywhere. I don't like that. I like to walk away ooh, barefoot without having hair all the time on my feet and socks. Right. You know, I right, think it's going to be there. It's impossible to get rid of it. But, you know, you can get majority of it. Um, mm-hmm. So cleaning up is a, a factor that's adjust. You know, that's a, a lot of times people house can stay clean for days. Uh, whereas I clean all the time. So, um, I think that's right. it. Okay, so then, like, what um, what are the benefits you see of of owning a dog? 
Oh yeah, because we don't have children, so it uh, um, decreases the loneliness, and and you know we have you know a sense of a feeling of responsibility of a, another something, right? And mm-hmm. so that's a cool benefit. They they're like like unconditionally loving, no matter if you yeah. yell at them, like they still like I'm so, and they just have so much emotion and personality and they're like, I'm sorry. Or they just like being buttholes. They're just like funny. They just bring joy to your life. And it's like lonely without a dog. And it's so worth the financial, everything. Everything I mentioned is worth it. It's it's like, once you have a dog, I I feel like I just cannot, especially like big dogs. I just like put my whole arm around them and love them and hug them. (laughs) And then when they lay on me, they're like so warm. Or if my feet is cold, yeah. I put my feet on that paw, and I don't know, it's just, I just like animals. Like I even have chickens, and so I just like animals. Period. Oh, like wow. ducks. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man, they that's pretty well cool. With the chickens, they do well with the chickens. Leo's like oh. one of them. He could sniff them out. Like so, sometimes we let them free range, and if it gets too dark, they'll hide in the bushes or something, and they'll go back to their coop. And so. um Leo would like sniff them out, but he's like too delicate. He's like, I don't want to touch them. I just want to let them they are. But Archer, he's like, I'm going to find them and I'm going to sniff them out. And the chickens are like running. They're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. But then, like, Archer wants to like bite them, right? Because he's such a hunter. And I'm like, right. no, train him. Like, no, don't bite him. Like, no, it's enough. And he was like, okay. But he listens so well. Like, Leo's stubborn. He will not listen. But Archer, oh, my goodness. He'll, he'll listen in a second. He just like I don't want to I don't want to get in trouble. I'm good. I listen to you even though I'm wild and crazy. But Leo stubborn. <laughs> you got to tell him like eight times. I'm like, bro. But then if my husband say one thing, he like Leo be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> yeah, that just oh. yeah, that sounds cool though. So then, um. So over overall, like what is the biggest lesson that you've learned um from having a dog? Like what is the biggest lesson that having a dog has taught you? Well, I think the biggest lesson um is to have a well trained dog. Because mm-hmm. you the the worst you can have is like big dogs that go wild and run away if like you can't trust them. And I think like training them is very essential. And just being mindful of, like, say you go to a dog park, which I, I kind of don't like them no more, especially in this area. People don't know how to train their dogs well, and it's so annoying. I've had, like, two Akitas attack Tyson before, and Tyson is going to be defensive. If you think you're going to beat me up, and he's an alpha dog, he ain't going to let down, first of all. And then if you think right. he's coming at me, he's going to bite your neck. And right. he had two Akitas, and then they get mad. I'm like, your dog instigated everything. And I know how to control my dog. If I call my dog to me now, he will come and won't move and stay. Your dogs are like constantly attacking. So, but yep. I think having a trained dog is so essential to everything. Like, no one's afraid to come in my house. Even people who are afraid of dogs, they trust us that our dogs are so well trained that they're not going to be harmed. Not saying it's going to be a guarantee because at the end of the day, dogs are dogs, right? I'm never going to say that. I can't say that, oh, my dog will never do that. No, I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know the circumstance, what they're thinking, and things like that. But I do my best to try to train them and 
that way I don't have to worry about it. And it's just easier. Like, if I say, come here, I ain't yelling at you, come here. And if I say, exactly. hey, you want to stay. There you go. That's right. You just expect it, just like with kids. You say yeah. something, say it once, and you just expect them to do it. Yeah, so I think that's a big thing. Like, if you ever get a dog, small or large, train that dog and learn how to be assertive. People are so scared of their dogs. I'm like, oh, leave. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. They know. Yeah. They know. That's right. That's right, because you can't hide it. It's physiological, and you can't you can't hide it. They they know what, exactly what you're feeling and how you're feeling. People have left their dogs with us once, like the dog you said. And by the time their dog is back with them, they're like, dang, he's like listening more or like sitting more or like, I'm like, because I don't play that. I submit it real quick. No, yep. you're in a different house. That's and right. I'm you. <laughs> cool. So, um... <laughs> So which one, haha, trick question here, which one of your dogs is your favorite or was your favorite? Oh, Tyson. Because Tyson was my favorite and, and I just wish he was still around and, because he was just, I guess it was my first experience of a German Shepherd. So I, got, I, fell, I fell in love with that. And he just, mm-hmm. he was just like, so like, he didn't take nothing. He didn't take no stuff, man. He's an alpha. He's an alpha, and he only had like one best friend, which was like a a, a Rockweiler. Which I learned mm-hmm. that Rockweilers are very intelligent, and like mm-hmm. that, that's low key like our next dog if we were to get another one. And like, but sometimes oh. those Rockweilers, they are ugly. So, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I need, what? I need a cute head. If they got like that big block head, I don't want that. But um, oh, see, yeah, that's what I like. I like the big block head. Yeah, see, yes. I like so his best friend. I want one that looks like his best friend. She was like. Real cute, but she was an alpha too. Like so, they both had no doggy friends, and mm-hmm. they, they would only be nice if you were like, you know, I'm watching, because he was so slick and smart, and I just loved him. Like his personality was so cool, and he was so smart. But then he was like the smartest one. Like he just knew certain things. He would like even like like do things so quietly and he'll like sneak food or whatever but he'll make Mm -hmm. it seem like you tripping like did I eat that? I don't know. Uh, uh, No uh, evidence. It'd be like no evidence. I'm like bro. uh, And he'll just like "Mm, I don't think I don't know what you're talking about. And he could catch Uh ice from a distance so like they all love ice but like I would we would like throw the ice from far distance and he would catch it. I'm like bro. You're correct. <laughs> he was my favorite. He was my favorite. Yeah. Oh wow, cool. Okay, so then, so last question is, what tips do you have for someone that wants to get a dog that has never owned one? Oh great. Okay. So first, you need to figure out what breed you want to have because the you need to study their temperament and you know what's the grooming or no grooming thing for them and if you can handle that. Excuse me. And, um, you know, you need to find out who are your local um, pet um, boarders. If you plan, if you're like a big traveler, because um, you need to find out how much it costs and if you can afford it. Also, what are your plans? You need to kind of like pre-think what would be your plan if you were to go out of town, right? If certain mm-hmm. things that's needed when you go out of town, if you're going to board them, they need to be up to date on all their vaccinations. They need to be neutered. And if you want to neuter your dog, you know, that's okay. But if they're not neutered, most places don't accept them. Because I have Archer's not neutered and then Leo's neutered. And um, it is a, it's a little difference. But 
Leo has so many health issues with him, um, but that's another thing, be mindful of health issues. So far, you know, you spend so much money, you could even buy the insurance plan. I've tried like Pet PetSmart, the Banfield plan. Oh, that doesn't yeah. really work all the time. Nope. And you're still coming out of the pocket with stuff. So yep, then you need a to whole buy lot, a whole lot of pockets. Exactly. It's like, what am I paying for monthly for? Right. Yeah, exactly. So you need to find like a nice private um, veterinarian that you can trust and like, you know, they have availability because the worst thing is that something happens to them, they're sick and you can't get them to the vet in time or you don't have an urgent care vet around or emergency vet around. So you need to have those things that's convenient for you. I think you need to just do basic research on how to train the dog, the kids in the tubes. They just need to know the basics like sitting, staying in, leash training, um, here, they need to come when you tell them to. And all the other stuff is just kind of fun. But those are the main things they need to know. And sending them off to school, I don't think is helpful because at the end of the day, yeah, they might learn it at the school, but they didn't get the commands from you. They got it from someone else. So they're not going to listen to you. You do right. it. You don't, yeah, it really, for me, uh, when I do dog training, it's really more about training the human like the dogs mm -hmm. generally they pick it up pretty quickly for the most part but it's really about training those owners on how to achieve what they want and mm -hmm. that's where the challenge comes in you know because people don't want to be consistent or have issues mm -hmm. with being consistent and you know the dogs they know that and it's like mm -hmm. okay well fine if you're not consistent I'm gonna be consistent Yep, and they know how to get over. So I think that's oh, yeah. really you incorporate the human instead of just taking the dog and training it. And some people just think it's that easy. You're like, nah, it's going to be work. Oh, sleep this night, like at the beginning. You know, you know especially as puppies, if you mm -hmm. potty training them, you need to take them to the potty every two hours and limit yep. their water at night um, yep. until they're able to hold their breath a little longer. Crate training, exactly. I think, is essential because you yep. never know when your dog is going to be needed in the crate. So if you crate train them, they're going to, you know, be comfortable in it. It's not going to be a bad place. So you exactly. Because when you start to go out of the house, you, they're not always old enough to be trustworthy to stay in the house all the time. You need to put them in a crate. Uh, and so yeah, I, think yeah. crate, mm -hmm, I think crate training is important. Um, and um, oh, what else? That's essential with dogs. Having fun, being having the time. I people leave the mm -hmm. house for 12 I'm a nurse, so I used to work by 12 hours, right? And my husband mm -hmm. was gone once and, you know, wasn't home with me. So I had to figure out a way, because if you have two people, and I used to work at nighttime, too. So nothing's mm -hmm. open at night. There's no borders or nothing like that. Like, day, doggy daycare is open at night. So what I would right. do, I found a doggy uh, boarding facility slash daycare that's close to my hospital, I would drop them off, and they were open late because I would have to be at work at 7 p.m. So you have to think mm -hmm. about stuff like that. What time do you go to work? Yeah. Is a is it a place open enough early enough for you to take them to drop them off during the day for doggy daycare and late enough to pick them up? And then I would, like, board them for him for, like, the two days straight I would work, pick him up. You know, he's tired, so that's cool. And, um... You know, socializing your dog is important. They need to understand the different dog breeds, the ages, the temperament, other humans. You know, socializing them with dogs, humans, is very important, I think, too. Absolutely. That's a lot of things, right? Oh, man, it's your little I, it is. 
it's no joke. It's it more than a notion. It's so second nature for me now. Like feeding them on time, finding the proper food you're gonna feed them. Are you gonna yep. give them a raw diet? Are you gonna give them this certain type of food? You know, food is expensive. It's got a bigger dog yep. to eat more. You know, I pay like fifty five dollars a bag. I I use like blue buffalo and that's like probably like not even the best of the line, but like it's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like the food, the treats, all that stuff is pricey. So you gotta uh research that and like my like I said, my dog had one of Leo has a lot of health issues. So he had mm-hmm. an ACL tour, so I had to get that repaired. That was four thousand dollars. Oh goodness. So that's yeah, he in the house with me now preparing recovering from that. But it's like do you it's like, you know, a choice. Are you do you wanna pay that or, or you just wanted to let it be? Some people would say, I'm not getting a fix and let him limp or whatever, but I care about the quality of life of my animal Absolutely. if I can help it, right? So it's not just mental things, it's like what am I pay for? Paying for, you know, the vet bills. And then, like, he has osteoporosis. I give him, like, stuff to help with his joints. And then, you know, little random stuff. I think my dog got, like, a stick stuck in his mouth once. Archer, I had to go in his mouth and take it out. And then also, like, getting them used to being touched all over. Especially because, you know, when you take them to the vet, they you don't want the vet not be able to touch your dog because they're going to be Exactly. Yep. open their mouth, mess with their teeth, brush their teeth, tongue. Like, they should be comfortable with everything. If you say lay down on your side, you do it. I'm touching you everywhere from your, your nose to your bum. Like, no yep. issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all It's all good, and it's all true. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, cool. Well, I do thank you so very much, Shante. Like, this has been fantastic. And I hope every viewer or every listener uh, finds it just as satisfying as I did. So I do thank you for joining me for this edition of A Dog's Love. And everybody, I will see you next time. Thank you. It was fun. I could talk about my dog all day.